Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. And this week I'd like to share with you an interesting story because um, despite all the volatility and uncertainty we're living through, there's one inevitability we can expect in our careers and lives. Uh, there's no escaping it. And if you're not doing it at the moment, I'm fairly certain you will get there soon. And what I'm talking about is the fact that you will make a mistake. And I was sort of thinking of this show and, and sort of asking maybe the question, when was the last time you made a mistake? But then I realized it's not probably the best question to ask. A more powerful one is is more like, when did you last realize you made a mistake? Because this implies some sort of learning process going on. And that's exactly where some others and myself found ourselves recently. Um, I was making mistakes. They were making mistakes. Uh, personally, I normally pride myself on holding down a career you know, doing a fairly decent job at that in a global finance role, uh, running a thriving popular podcast, as well as trying to be a parent who's fairly involved in their family's life. But everything was feeling super busy, like being bombarded with requests for support from all angles. Uh, it was more than that typical spike you'd get around the end of a year uh, when you're when you're like a, a toy retailer at Christmas and you've got loads of people coming to the doors and just felt super busy. So I knew something was out of sync. And and because of the lockdown, it was a, a strange one because I'm no longer involved in these hallway conversations. I don't have to commute to the office, so I'm saving time there as well. I'm also getting time back because I don't have to be the taxi driver for my kids to all the various activities. And I wasn't going out for dinner with my wife at any time. So it's just like, where was I making all these mistakes? So I hit the brakes and stepped away from my work for a day. And I went to hide in my workshop to build some home furniture or what my wife likes to call a bespoke shoe shelving system for her dressing room. And whilst I was there, I realized the mistakes I was making. And it wasn't just my woodwork. What I'd done is I'd let the present manic craziness of reacting to all these requests for support and this sort of subconscious need to be virtually present all the time bleed into my own work life. I'd lost that discipline of prioritizing what I've shared with you before, time boxing. You know, how we spend our time supporting others as well as being strategic and working on the important things as well as the urgent things to build for the future as well. I'd caught this busyness virus. So to make sure I was taking steps to get back on the right track, I made a few calls to some other peers and mentors in my network. And that's when I realized uh, I wasn't alone. There was others feeling like this. And, and luckily for me, I'd been taking or trying to take some similar actions that were working to, you know, to regain control over their diaries and, and working their way back from the busyness to being more productive. So we shared some ideas on what was working and not working. That's what I, I sort of share with you today. So for some of us, um, what we were doing or started doing was actually declining some of the barrage of requests for virtual Zoom meetings or, or WebEx meetings and keeping these to just set days and times only, so just dedicating certain days where that happened. Um, for others, um, it was actually just about being disciplined uh, to allocating blocks of time to activities, so not letting in any additional creeps so or whether that was going to to go to certain meetings or spend time looking at particular analysis or reports or maybe even go, having lunch uh, with their families or finding that time to go for a walk where it was where it was possible. Uh, that way they weren't set off track when they picked up the next activity and felt that they were having to claw back or react or get back time. 
And another thing I started to do was start reading again. And that's when I came across one of my favourite books, Black Box Thinking by Matthew Said. And that's been recommended a few times on the podcast by previous guest mentors and also a personal mentor of mine. And then I realised what had happened. Like, like the others I was speaking with, we'd become caught in closed loop mindsets. And for those of you who not heard about this closed loop thinking, it's a fixed type of mentality. It's that voice in your head which says, oh, don't worry, it's a one-off. I'm sure a lot of us have been saying that lately. Uh, particularly after we make mistakes, those closed loop thinkers will blame or make excuses or throw things under the rug to, you know, to protect our psychological status. Um, and the thing is with this, it leads nowhere. And and Said in the book uses examples of you know the healthcare sector, uh, you know, which are being barraged at the moment. But um you know, his examples are drawn from many years ago where hospitals covered up their mistakes by calling these errors, uh, they call them one-offs, uh, so that they wouldn't scare away future patients. Uh, and the thing is, because of that protecting of their status and infallibility, and we have this challenge in finance and accounting as well, that needs sometimes to always be right and be certain, provide certainty and, and calmness, you know, because we sort of brush things off as one-offs, no improvements get made, or no real improvements get made. We may convince ourselves that there are. Mistakes will persist. And in the healthcare sectors, more lives are being lost than necessary, or they were being lives are being made worse off because of this avoidable malpractice. And again, as finance professionals with our appreciation of short and long term, we know closed loop thinking, while it might feel like the expedient thing to do in the short term will fail over the longer term because the truth will eventually reveal itself and the cost of cleaning up will just continue to grow over time. Um, So we're just not immune from this uh, closed loop type of thinking. And then the open loop, which is sort of how you would resolve this, is, you know, when you do make a mistake, you choose to be open about that failure and find what Syed said is this metaphorical black box. It's this uh, box where you record the lesson from the failure so it can be scavenged and learned from. And once it's found, you must embrace it uh, and and put some positive change or constructive change based on what you've learned from the black box. It'll improve decisions and create a new improved loop. And uh, it, it draws a bit from the idea of this sort of marginal gains or marginal improvements will inevitably lead our finance organizations to delivering high levels of mastery and value creation and capture for our organizations. And Said, in his book, used the example of the airline industry. You know, uh, I suppose a century ago, it was extremely dangerous to travel on an airplane. And some of us probably don't realize this because with this open loop mindset that's been in, in prevalence in the airline industry, we've 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 been able to learn from the previous countless crashes and through all those iterations it's now one of the safest ways to travel and they call it a black box but again one of those iterations was turning the color of the black box to orange so it was easier to identify should there be an incident and the safety is so good you're more likely now to get hurt from driving your car than flying 36,000 feet in the air in an aluminium tube going over 500 miles an hour. So when you mess up, just be open about it, acknowledge it and figure out exactly what you did wrong, approve upon it and try again. That's a simple advice here when you find yourself caught in a closed loop. 
you know and a good another good metaphor again from the book is it wouldn't make sense to practice golf at night because you wouldn't see where the ball goes so make sure you're aware of your actions by documenting them that's where the idea is a time box of being aware of where your time is being spent in your diary and allocating time so you can shed light on it and learn from your actions and similarly build open loop systems with others peers mentors who can also help shed some light on what you're doing or planning to do because like in finance there's bound to be or more than likely there's bound to be other people who've been in similar situations can help you find a better path faster if you just opened up to them about your mistakes and maybe it's more effort in the short term but in the longer term it reduces the cost of continually making those mistakes and again that's why we do the strength in the numbers show and bring you podcasts that have got interviews from previous guest mentors who share with you their mistakes their hard-won lessons how they've learned from them the steps that you could begin to take so that you can avoid uh, making similar mistakes to them and benefit from their learning and enhance your own learning and get to that sort of level of mastery much faster and also have rewarding more meaningful and successful careers in finance so look hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please remember to share it with your friends and colleagues we're on all the major platforms itunes stitcher soundcloud youtube and spotify and we really appreciate you investing your time with us today so until next time take care of yourselves stay safe and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers 